0: It's our WrestleMania 39 review show here on the Double Turn Podcast, and it starts right now. everybody J-Man coming at you live and direct right here from the confines of my house i hope you are all having a fantastic day it is the first week of april we are deep into the weeds of springtime now here in the great state of arizona as of today it was 69 degrees for a high but guess what next week's about to be 97 baby 97 here in the grand old desert. And you gotta love it. Not really if you can tell the sarcasm in my voice, but it is all good. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Um, Tonight, WrestleMania, baby. What a show. That is what we're going to be talking about tonight. I am not alone this evening. I have a very, very special guest. Um, Someone who uh, I have been wanting to go ahead and get on our podcast for quite some time. And uh, I'm a big fan of this person. I have Bling Blake from Hops and Box Office Flops. And you're probably thinking to yourself, didn't you just have somebody from Hops and Box Office Flops? We did. And that was, of course, Tom the Thunderous Wizard. Tonight I have his co-host, Bling Blake. Bling Blake, what's up, my man?
1: Hey, J-Man. It is awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I had an awesome time watching WrestleMania. I can't wait to get into it tonight. Uh, And you know what? Will Bam Entertainment keeps uh, it in the family, so I love it.
0: Shout out to Wobam. shout out to Landon and the whole crew. They got love from me and I got love for them. And of course, I got love from my friends over at Hops and Box Office Flops. Tom, the Thunderous Wizard, who is, uh, as I've said, on multitude of occasions, is uh, an honorary co-host for the remainder of time. And uh, shout out to Captain Cash and to Chumpzilla and Bling Blake, who has been their newest addition over there and I think has been an excellent piece uh, to that podcast. And it's so nice to be able to go ahead and have you on tonight. And you 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 talked to me right before we went ahead and started recording, and Tom had told me this in the past too. You've been a wrestling fan, but you stopped watching for a long time. But as of late, you started re-watching WWE. Now, of course, there's still plenty of other wrestling out there that I know that you've told me you do want to be able to experience. You just haven't had the time to be able to watch it yet. But I'm curious to note that after, let's say, a decade's worth, of having not watched the WWE, what was it over the last like year or so that you said that kind of like dragged you right back in and got you back interested in it?
1: You know, that's an, it's an excellent question. And and it's, it's not like I ever walked away from watching pro wrestling because I was like fed up with it or had some kind of like beef with the the programming or the companies. Um, Although maybe I should probably have some beef with the companies that could probably be other, a deeper conversation (laughs) for another time. But no, if I'm being quite honest, like what got me back into it over the last year is one being with the thunderous wizard on, uh, on hops and box office flops and him just talking about it incessantly. Right. Uh, and then obviously having, having you guys, uh, you know, be our, our brothers from, uh, from MoBam. Uh, I was like, you know what, if there's somebody that I can actually get into it with and talk about it with, you know, I think that's what makes wrestling really fun. I mean, you know, obviously we, we, we love the stunts. We love the high flying act. We love, you know, the, the drama, the soap opera and all that. But if you don't have anybody else in your life that you can like rap about it with, right. It, you know, kind of like, well, all right, I guess I'll watch it, but I'm, but you know, there's just not that social aspect to it. And, and that's what got me involved in the first place. You know, it was just all my, all my boys in, in middle school and high school. And we would, you know, watch the shows. And back then it was WCW. That was like, I was all WCW back then. Um, and and we you know discuss it and you know you you had your buddies and you talked about it and so of so course. that's really what it is is that I, I finally got the network back and uh and had an outlet to, to discuss it and so i was like all right let's get back in
0: all right i love that man that's such a good answer and, and you're right because like that's how tom and i are able to go ahead and like have a great time watching for example the aew pay-per-views he'll hit me up and he's like yo uh you coming over to watch pay-per-view i was like bet be there in 35 minutes son I mean, we just watched AEW Revolution back in March, and I was over at his house to watch AEW Full Gear. Literally, I celebrated my son's birthday party, Okay, which <laughs> I I had my son's birthday party. We had a grand old time, and he hits me up. He's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? I was like, nothing, actually. My son's birthday party just ended. And to be fair, please don't call me a bad father. His birthday had already been a week and a half ago and we celebrated then. And then we gave him the party all day. So it was cool for me to go see a wrestling show with one of my good buddies at his house without leaving my children and my wife. So it's, it's all good, but you in a- your family, <laughs> exactly. I, went, I abandoned my family to go ahead and hang out with Tinkle, the podcasting cat to watch this wrestling show uh, that is basically on fake drama. What a what a dick (laughs) no but so we watched full gear and we had a grand old time and we've made it a tradition actually myself and t-dubs we uh the aew pay-per-views happen on either a saturday night or a sunday night and we'll go ahead and like because aew pay-per-views have been known to take place two of them happen to take place over two of the biggest weekends of the year you know with uh double or nothing usually takes place memorial day weekend so Tom and I will both have a Monday off. We'll go ahead and watch it. And then um, All Out usually happens over Labor Day. So again, we'll go over, we'll watch it together. Um, Both of us are family men and whatnot. So that's been the tradition that T-Dubs and I have done. So it is nice to go ahead and be able to bring in Bling Blake into the Brethren and be able to go ahead and have another person. And here's the thing. I'm thinking, Bling Blake, you tell me, man. I'm thinking that we make it our goal, me, you, and T-Dubs, to – Try and get Captain Cash and Chumpzilla into our brethren of the wrestling watching community.
1: I mean, I think Captain Cash is going to be the easier sell. I mean, the guy dresses up in costumes for a living. He yes. loves make-believe. Yep. Um, I don't think anybody likes superheroes more than him. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe Thunderous Wizard would, would disagree with me on that because he does have a strong affinity, as does Chumpzilla. But I think Captain Cash will be the easier sell. Chunkzilla, however, is definitely more of the bruiser and the brawler. So, you know, that's we have to sort of apply or uh, appeal to his uh, his his brutal nature and really yes. drag him in that way. You know, i got to go right. old school. Maybe get him into some like classic mankind matches with a lot of blood and and thumbtacks. and that. Well, kind
0: he's of also stuff. he also has a very nice affinity for Randy, the Macho Man Savage, because he's brought that up on hops on a multitude of occasions. Um, which is very interesting. May, may of course, the Macho Man rest in peace. So, okay, good to know. So Captain Cash, you think is an easier sell. We got to go ahead and figure out how to bring in Cham- Chumzilla into the fold. I'm sure that we can go ahead and come up with a concept and a plan to be able to go ahead and make that happen. Um, but real quick, before we get into WrestleMania, I do want to go ahead and give out a shout out. Um, and for those who are listening to us, please go check out Wabam entertainment.com. It is the home base for the double Turn podcast. It is obviously the home base for hops and box office flops. Um, you know, all of our episodes are on there. Hops's episodes are on there. T dubs does a great job with his blogging on that website too. Um, and there's a ton of other, uh, wonderful podcasts that are uh, aligned with us on hops. So if you're into comic books, if you're into movies, if you're into, uh, TV shows that are, you know within the realm of the comic book or action verse or whatever you want to call it, go check out Wobam entertainment.com. Um, I highly suggest, and if you're into bad movies and into really good beer, hops is the place to go ahead and check out shout out to hops and box office flops. We appreciate you guys always giving us the love and we're always going to give it right back. But please also go check out the double Turn podcast on Instagram, as well as on Twitter. You can find us at TDT wrestling pod. Um, and you can go ahead and find us on anchor and on Spotify and on Apple podcasts and then you can find hops and bo flops on twitter as well as instagram as well. um and go check out bling blake at bling blake on twitter, right? That's right. right. Okay, cool. Just yeah. want to make sure. I caught him off guard. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was I was
1: I, I muted myself. I'm sorry. I was I was I was breathing hard. I was getting so excited. I didn't want to be huffing and puffing in the microphone like
0: a big bad. You are bad all wolf. good, man. You are all good. But that all being said, let's talk some mania, WrestleMania 39 took place in L.A., in Hollywood, uh, at SoFi Stadium, there was 80,000 on night one. There was a tick over 80,000 on night two. Triple H said that in total 161,000 showed up this weekend. Obviously, it was probably the same exact people that showed up both nights, but it doesn't matter because he's at the end of the day, 160,000 people filled up SoFi two consecutive nights. That's a pretty amazing number if you ask me.
1: There were a lot of people in that building. Yes, um, I was impressed.
0: It's a beautiful building, by the way. That's a, that is a beautiful building. I will I will admit
1: it's it's a gorgeous stadium. It's it's the site of probably one of the greatest heartbreaks of my short forty years on this planet. Um, and that was when my beloved Bengals lost the Super Bowl there. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, my trauma aside, it is a, a gorgeous facility and what a cool setting for wrestlemania i mean yes. that was that was awesome I, I actually have friends that were that were there oh cool um, in the stands and saw some selfies that they took and uh man it looked like a scene and then they were at raw on monday night too
0: oh at, at crypto aka yep. let's be honest it's still staples it's the state center
1: forever it's until
0: it's the house that kobe bryant built that's it. um r.i.p to kobe so now i'm curious to get your thoughts um because i want to talk about the set design real quick bling bling and it was interesting because usually i don't really make a big deal about this about sets um you know wwe has been known to go into like they do it a lot of led as of late because obviously it's easier it's cheaper whatever but dude that set ruled dude, that, that is dope it was so cool, man. The they, 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 wall
1: of light that they had the graphics on, the cool yep. wavies. I can't believe nobody fell down those stairs, honestly. Like, I thought that was going to happen at some point. Um, yep. But, man, you were right. It was, it was cool.
0: It was really, really good looking. Probably one of the best sets that they've ever had in the 39 WrestleManias that they've put on, which is really impressive. I would say probably, like, top three easily. Yeah, I never really, like you said, I've never really given much attention to the ramp. Right, like right.
1: you know, there, there there's a door at the end of the Coliseum. It opens up. There's fog machines. There's strobe lights. Like whatever. Like I never really paid attention to it all that much, but and maybe that's what happened in the ten years since I stopped watching uh, sure. wrestling this frequently. That they started getting more and more elaborate. I mean, were well, they just merged with UFC for two point something billion dollars the other day?
0: Uh Twenty um, twenty one billion to be exact.
1: Twenty one billion dollars. That's so, correct. I, I was off by an entire decimal point. Um, yeah
0: we'll get into that in a hot second actually, because and endep- actually, well, I'll do it right now. Um, Blink Blake is absolutely correct for those of you who have been living under a rock the last 48 hours. Uh, by the way, rock pun intended or not intended. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You gotta get your Dad jokes in early. That's I love it. It's fine. Rocks the goat, even though he makes me mad sometimes, but it's fine. Uh, I'm going to go, I've got some thoughts about Dwayne that I'm going to share on this podcast tonight, but, um, Endeavor, which is a group led by Ari Emanuel, and this particular group already owns the Ultimate Fighting Championship. They bought out the WWE. And the net the, the worth of the WWE, according to them, is a tick over nine billion. Nine billion. And the UFC is worth a tick over or a tick under 10. So in totality, this whole entire merger and Endeavor Sports is worth $21 billion. And it is absolutely insane. Um, The leadership goes as follows. Ari Emanuel is the CEO of the entire company. Vince McMahon is fully ingrained in power as the co-executive chairman of this company. And Dana White is still the president of the UFC. Um, Nick Khan is the president of the WWE. Mark Shapiro is his boss. Triple H falls under right, right, on, right under Nick Khan. And everything else as follows. The UFC and WWE will still be kept apart. So even though Vince McMahon is the co-chairman, I do not necessarily believe that Dana White will actually report to Vince McMahon. I do not believe that that is the case. I believe that he only reports to Ari Emanuel.
1: I can't see Dana White reporting to pretty much anybody, frankly.
0: That's, yeah.
1: Seems like a bit of a loose cannon as far as I'm concerned. But that's that's nuts. Now, back to your numbers real quick. You said it was that, that WD, WWE was a tick under nine. Yeah,
0: a correct? tick over. I think it was like 9.1, yeah.
1: 9.1. And uh, UFC was just
0: under 10. Right around there, yeah. So, now, uh, now I'm no Mathematologist, but how does that equal 21? Maybe it was 11. It may have been 11. <laughs> just, I'm
1: just teasing.
0: No, 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 but that's Fair, because I I want to make sure that I'm not You know, coming across as An idiot.
1: I said um, $2 billion If anybody's established themselves as An idiot in this conversation, it's obviously Me. Now, now, didn't did Vince acquired WWF At the time right. For a million dollars. That's correct. A million dollars
0: 40 years ago from his dad. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and now we're selling it for over 2000 times that amount.
0: Correct. I mean, he he's, he's been set for a very long time. That and is wild. I mean, yeah, I hate
1: the guy all you want, but man, that is, that's how you build a brand.
0: Exactly. So now um the valuation that WWE got was for 9.3 billion. This is according to CNBC, that's what they reported. That's WWE's valuation is 9.3 billion. And then I'm trying to go ahead and look up to see what it what what the UFC was worth. Um cuz I think theirs was just under 10, which is what made it to be like around the 21 billion dollar mark. Cuz yeah. CBS Sports is reporting WWE merges with Endeavor, parent company of UFC. And and the valuation is over twenty one billion. So wow, that's if I'm saying nine point three, then it's under eleven. Just under yeah, eleven is what what UFC would be worth. Um, it's an insane amount. I mean, I think the WWE obviously made out really, really well. I would rather have them be merging with a company like Endeavor Sports than be sold to a, a Saudi Arabian blood oil company any day. I don't want
1: to see. I don't want to see live wrestling at all.
0: Exactly um it's just the the thing to me is this vince mcmahon is very heavily in power once more and that was not something that i necessarily wanted and i've been very vocal about that on this podcast but that all being said bling blake i don't i don't want to go ahead and go too much into a diatribe about my hatred for vince mcmahon um (laughs) because i i know that i'll probably either piss off some people or people have already heard that message many many times it's heard enough yeah yeah, exactly. But that all being said, so back to WrestleMania, Um, you know, the report came out Sunday, but WrestleMania Saturday kicked off so like banging, like big time banging. Like I'm here to tell you right now, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. We'll start off with this. We had WrestleMania Saturday. We had WrestleMania Sunday. What was your what do you think was the better of the two nights?
1: Man, that is a really great question. I think for me and because and this is probably just because I'm I'm coming at it after so many years, I love Saturday, right I mean right. you're kicking off with Cena sure. um I get I get the mysterio family involved in it right um I don't really I didn't really know much about Logan Paul and his characters but I knew that I hated him. Uh, and I knew that uh, Seth Rollins seemed like a pretty funny guy. So I really thought that was awesome. And I'm glad, glad he... to
0: know that you like Seth Rollins because T-Dubs does not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know that I,
1: that I mean, I don't know if I had to line him up and, and rank him in the entire world of WWE. Is he my favorite person? I don't know the answer to that yet. But yeah. I know that when I'm ranking him against Logan Paul, it's an easy decision on who I'm going to root for. It's totally um, I'm sure we're going to get into this later, but but seeing Paul get his hand stopped was like the highlight of my entire weekend, probably. So um, so I think for me, it was Saturday. I, I really enjoyed Saturday. Not to take anything away from Sunday, because Sunday was a banger. No doubt.
0: Sunday definitely had its fair share of greatness. That's you know I remember watching WrestleMania last year, and my, myself and Boss Ross were reviewing it, and wrestlemania saturday kicked off with such a bang last year and we were like oh man sunday's about to be straight lit and it ended up being a massive letdown there were still highlights about it but it just could not live up to saturday and then i thought to myself i'm like they gotta be able to for this year the key to me is going to be finding a healthy balance find and and when you look at the cards between saturday and sunday Most people would have told you they were looking forward more to WrestleMania Sunday than they were to WrestleMania Saturday. WrestleMania Saturday comes out. I agree with you 100%, Blake. WrestleMania Saturday ruled. Absolutely ruled. Um, John Cena and Austin Theory, it was fine, but it was a really hot way to start off the show. A certain somebody was not a fan of Austin Theory going over. That's their prerogative, and that's fine. I love John Cena, so I love the fact that he did the honors, but that's fine. We had the WrestleMania Showcase four-way four way tag match. Um, and then after that, we had Seth Rollins and um, – or excuse me, it was the six-women tag. It was Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratish. Lita and Trish Stratish, two ladies that I'm sure you're very familiar with from back in the day when you were watching. How mm-hmm. did you feel seeing these two wonderful entertainers be back in the fold after such a long time and performing the way they did?
1: Dude, it was sick, and though that was a, a banger of a match, I mean, wasn't it? Um, man, those women, like, you know, I think again, uh, coming at it, it's been a while, right? And I don't know, I guess when when the women's division kind of sharded out, it felt to me that it was just a little bit of like, here we're we're gonna do this now, right? Like, um, I mean, we're going back to like China and stuff like that. And she rests in peace. God, God, love her. Um, yeah, and. Uh, and so it's really cool to see how far these women have come in their craft and their skill. Um, the showmanship uh, has, has always been there, I think. Sure. But, but seeing them just be legit, brutal, physical, super talented wrestlers was, was really fun to watch.
0: Awesome. I, I agree with you. I mean, I've been, I've been a fan of what they've been doing with this division for a long time, even though they can tend to trip up on their own shoelaces. And it's not necessarily the ladies. It happens to be my, nine times out of 10, the booking itself. But for the most part, I thought that that match was a really enjoyable, really entertaining. I thought to me, to these women, greatest of all time, Lita and then Trish Becky Lynch is on her way to being a, a she, to me, she already is a legend. Bailey is a legend. And then the two up-and-comers, Dakota Kai and Sky, are incredible uh, performers in their own right, regardless of gender. And so I was watching this match, and I had no doubt in my mind that when that was over, I was like, that was really highly entertaining. Hats off to all six of those ladies. We then had Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, which you just spoke about. Um, That, to me, was a very fun match. We'll get into detail with it in just a little bit. And then, of course, we had Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio uh in an just absolutely fun fun match and then we capped it off with our main events of rhea ripley versus charlotte flair for the smackdown women's title and then the uh undisputed tag team title match of kevin owens and Sami Zayn versus the usos uh to main event night one so blake here's where i want to start man um tom and i talked about this a couple of weeks ago here on tdt and him and I were both under the impression that we thought that the tag team title match should be the one main event night one. And lo and behold, it did. And it was the right call. Um, I know that again, as someone who's just got started reinvesting himself into the WWE over the last year, um, you might look at it different, but I'm curious to know, you've been watching for now close to a year and you've been watching pretty heavily. Um, what were your thoughts going into that match in the sense of... A, should that match have been evented? B, what did you think?
1: So, yes, I agree. The match should have made evented. I, I'm not one that loves the storylines as much. It's really like, you know, it's, it's not always my favorite part of pro wrestling and I get that, 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 that means a lot to a lot of fans. And you know, that, that, that story exists and, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about it. It's not my, not my thing. So the whole, like the whole bloodline and Zane thing, I was like, eh, okay, whatever. So, but, but I, I understood enough to be like, I, I get the, the, the stakes that are going to this, the emotional stakes. Um, but you could have t- you could take all of that story away from that match, and that was an A plus tag team match. That was it was brutal. It was long. Uh, there was there was just there were so many uh, kickouts and things that like just shouldn't have happened uh, in terms of people still being alive at the end of that thing. It was phenomenal. I I loved that match. It was so good.
0: It was a great, it was an excellent tag team title match An excellent. I don't use that word. uh, I'm wanting to make sure that that doesn't get overused. That was an excellent tag team title match. I enjoyed it every bit. I am that guy that happens to love the storyline. That's part of the reason why I love professional wrestling. And I respect your, your point on that, by the way, you know, I I view it as um, in the same way that we both enjoy our movies I think Mm -hmm. that in order for an action movie to go ahead and serve its best purpose, the action needs to be A+. But if you add in the storyline of things making sense, it only elevates it. it. As opposed to just leaving it here, it actually allows it to elevate. And because they had the excellent storytelling of the bloodline and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens overcoming that in a way, I thought that it elevated that into a whole new level um, that honestly, I did not expect to to have seen maybe six months ago. And as we got to Saturday, I was like, oh my God, they're making the call. They're making this match, the main event. And that's exactly how they show go about it. Now, that all being said, the match that others thought should have main evented was the SmackDown Women's title match because it featured the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bling Blake, let me tell you something, man. Uh, I've been a lifelong pro wrestling fan and um, WrestleMania has had a a few classics in the women's division, right? Um, Over the last few years, we've seen Oscar versus Charlotte in 2018 at WrestleMania 34. And in the last two years prior to, to, to this past weekend, we had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main event night one of WrestleMania in 2021 that was special because it was the first time two black women have ever made it a show ever, which was beautiful and you love to see it. And then last year we had Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Those two matches are certified classics, like instant classics that you watch them and you're like, yeah, that match was beyond a banger. I watched Rhea versus Charlotte on Saturday night. Wow. All I could say was, wow. And it was amazing. And I'm going to give my thoughts in a second, but I want to hear your thoughts first as someone who's been back in the fold for 12 months and hasn't seen the women wrestle to that extent and to that caliber.
1: I mean, it, like you said, it was, it was awesome. Um, mm. I, I, again, I, I, I think that the the tag team title match was, was better. Okay. Um, That's fair. You know, but because I only because I give that one an A plus. I'm still giving, uh, uh, Ripley and Flair, an A. Like, okay, it, it was phenomenal. If I had one complaint about it, like, and this is probably just me towards the end of of an evening, I think it might have gone just a smidge too long. Okay, um, but other than that, I mean, there was there was a moon salt. Uh, there were DDTs, uh, there were amazing headbutts. uh, into, uh, tables, like, man, it was awesome. Uh, it was
0: very, it was very physical. It was a really
1: physical match and kind of goes back to what, what I was saying earlier about, you know, really appreciating the women now. Um, mm-hmm. those it was, it was savage. Like I loved it. It was great. Yeah.
0: There was a, there was a DDT that, uh, Charlotte Flair pulled off on Rhea Ripley that, it was so flush that I genuinely, I, I actually, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure Rhea Ripley did hit head first into the mat before she completely just toppled over, um, and it was just swift, it was snappy, and I was like, "That's a beautiful DDT," and Brock Lesnar has this thing where he's been known to go ahead and just dish out German suplexes after German suplexes after German suplexes, and it it's why we love Brock Lesnar, Rhea Ripley. German suplexed uh, Charlotte Flair in this match. She she had such snap to it that Charlotte Flair backflipped midair and landed bridge of her nose first onto the mat.
1: That looked like <laughs> it hurt pretty bad.
0: It well she did cut she 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 burned her you know like when you go ahead and burn your skin when you go ahead and like drag it on on, on the floor or on carpet or something like that.
1: Jay, man, I'm going to tell you a little secret about about Old Blue Lake
0: here. Hey, me brother, what's up?
1: St. Patrick's Day. I'm at the local Elks Club here with my children. Uh, that's, my, that's my, that's my, tell me you're an old man without telling me you're an old man. I was drinking at the Elks Club <laughs> and right. my daughter challenged me to a power slide competition on the dance floor, which I obviously won. But I power slid so hard on my bare bottom double knit polyester pants. Shout out to bare bottom, by the way. If we can get some ad money for uh, TDT, that'd be great. They're they're great. Shout out to Tubi are... as well. Carry on. Let's go, Tubi. Um, I power slid so hard on those pants that I melted the knee of my pants, and it burned my my patella tendon area of my knee. I'm still, I can I can show you the scab right now, but like,
0: please, I'd love to see it. I, it's, it's, it's healing, but you know, there's still a
1: scab on my knee right here. I, it's it's very clear on camera. Day. That's yeah.
0: very clear on camera. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's
1: incredible. That's my warning. War so yes, I'm well acquainted with the friction burn uh, on knees and faces, which maybe says more about old bling Blake
0: than we need to let our listeners know about. That's totally fair. But <laughs> I, listen i think that's a war wound in and of itself my friend so i'm 100 with you Um, uh, i mean the amount of times that i wake up the following day after having thrown my children into the bed um my son is like 45 pounds and every single day it gets tougher and tougher to go ahead and deadlift him from the floor to throw him onto the bed and they get bigger it. they do that is a thing children do get bigger it's shocking <laughs> right so this this german suplex where charlotte lands nose first that was brutal it was brutal and savage. it was savage but you know what like the the thing about it was these ladies how do i put this they gave zero fucks they, yeah. that, that's the best way to go ahead and say it and you could tell that they weren't very happy to have been relegated into the semi-main event. And I can understand that, even though I am, I was a, a, a proponent of the tag team title getting the, 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 the main event. I, I thought that that should have been the case, and I'm glad that it was the case. But those ladies came out, and they showed out, man. And it was just wonderful to see. And all the credit in the world to them. They not only put on a classic to me, I actually ended up thinking that they put on the best match of the weekend. That was my personal opinion. It was that good. You talked about giving it an A, and I think that's absolutely correct. Um, I would go ahead and flipped it. I think the best match of Saturday night was was that. Um, I was a huge fan of the tag team title match. I thought it was incredible. Um, but they just... It was, first of all, great to see that three years in a row we get a classic in the women's division. Like a, a full-on classic. And, and, and if I could at all give you advice on something bling blake i would go ahead when you have some time i'd watch sasha banks versus bianca belair at wrestlemania 37 and i would watch bianca bianca belair and becky lynch at last year's wrestlemania i think you're really going to appreciate those two matches if you were able to appreciate this one from this past weekend
1: i'll put them on the list man um no that i'm with you it was it was fantastic and and to your point i think they made a very compelling argument. To have a, a women's division main event on WrestleMania Saturday for WrestleMania 40. So uh,
0: exactly. And you know, and, and and you'd love to see it. They've already done it before at WrestleMania 37. Um, and uh we'll go ahead and see as to whether or not I think the key is always gonna be because this was this is what hurt this match prior to WrestleMania Saturday was the buildup, was the story, and and you have to get people invested in beyond the fact that these two wrestlers are going to wrestle. As most people know, and Bling Blake, I know you don't know this, so I'll go ahead and let you know right now, this is not the first time that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair had had a match with one another. They had an NXT women's title match at WrestleMania 36, which is in front of a zero crowd during the pandemic. And then they had a very elongated feud from spring into summer 2021. So this was not the first time that those ladies had been seen on this big of a stage before. And so they needed to be, the creative team needed to be telling a very good, strong structured story that would get people reinvested in it in order for people to go ahead and say, Oh, this match definitely deserves to be on the card or this match definitely deserves to be the main event in WrestleMania Saturday. And they failed at that point. So it was great to see that the ladies did not fail at delivering an incredible what i believe to be absolutely classic match it was beautiful to see
1: yeah i agree great match and um and you you know I, I think that's you you make an excellent point there you know that that is where the story comes in is that right is that you're able to then elevate and get people emotionally invested in the the this particular match if even if they're not their two favorite
0: wrestlers exactly Exactly. Now, I want to go ahead and throw it back over to you, Bling Blake, because one of the matches uh, and one of the people you discussed from when you used to be more invested into the WWE um, happened to be names that you recognize that were on this WrestleMania card, whether it was Saturday or Sunday. Um, I think you and I can both agree that we enjoyed the hell out of Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio match. Would I? Would you agree?
1: Man, I loved it. Um. I have not followed that Dominic Mysterio storyline at all until, you know, like the week before when I was kind of, of like, okay, I knew I was going to come on to the show. So I was like, all right, I better like know what's going on before I watch WrestleMania. So I actually come on the show and have something to talk about. Um, what, okay. So I'm not, not to like backtrack on my previous statement, like, what a fun story. Uh, right. You know, like, cause, <laughs> Because obviously it was cool, you know, Dominic coming up under his dad's wing, and like you know the cool like father son first father son tag team like all that tag stuff. Tag team champions,
0: is, yeah. Tag team
1: champions, right?
0: Like all that was
1: was it was cool. And I was talking to my buddy about this today, uh, and he was saying, you know, he's like, it's like frankly I felt that they kept Dominic and Ray together for too long, right? Mm. Like so, like this had to happen. Like, Dominic had to go away because what comes next in the story arc, you know, is that, I don't know if it's going to be six months or a year down the line, but, like, they're obviously going to have some big reconciliation story story arc that brings them all back together and their big happy family again. Like, but Dominic has been such a prick. And I he's am been so, so
0: good at it too.
1: He's been so he's he has been a fantastic heel yelled at his ma like last week. Right. Yelled like, at his
0: sister, yeah. yelled
1: at his sister, you know, and she like the, the, the throwing the drinks in their faces, like, you know, during the match and, and them having those little side bickering stuff. And it was just, you know, as a, as an old man, um, it was fun to see dad whoop up on his son and put him back in his place. Um, yeah. I loved. It. I mean, and, I mean, Ray Mysterio got inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before, right? He'd like love to see it, you know. So of, he had to win. Obviously, he was. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody was under any illusions that Ray Mysterio was going to win that match when it's when it started and be like, "Okay, this is finally happening." Like it had to happen. Of course, I felt the same way uh, on on Sunday Night Card. So, what the hell do I know about anything, right? Right. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I'm still a little butthurt about. It. Cody, right? Oh, now.
0: we're but gonna we're we're gonna get there. Trust me. I know you. we're gonna
1: get there. Uh, so I loved it. I thought it was so much fun, and um, Ray deserves all the accolades. I can't believe he's still throwing it down like he is. Um, it's just fun. I honestly, a couple of times, I was like, ooh, like he might not get back up from that, like that. He's there was, He's too there old a, for those hits.
0: So there was a. It, I'm so glad you brought this up because there was a. There was a moment where Dominic kind of power bombs him onto the bottom turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah, I can't, and it was his face. Went into hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gnarly. I was like, "Ouch, that hurt me." I was like, hey and I don't know, like, as
1: as somebody's actual son, like, I mean, like, okay, like, 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 I mean, God, am I am I ruining something for for double turn listeners? Like, these guys are actors, right? Like, I don't really believe that Ray and Dominic hate each other. I don't believe that in my heart of hearts. Uh, you do that to your dad. Like, how do you not disagree? Like, like oh, okay, timeout, times, 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 times. Like, homie, are you okay? Like, did I just kill you, dad? Like, so all the credit, like, for, like, they, like, they have, I've never seen anybody break character, but like, man, if it was going to happen at some point in time, it was, it was in that match, right? Like, I
0: agree. I agree. So here's, here's the one thing about that I loved about that match, but out of many, one of my favorite matches on the entire card, one of the best matches of the weekend without a shot of it out. Um, uh, the first thing you mentioned was you know the uh, the storytelling from the sidelines as in you know Ray's wife and Ray's daughter it's not Ray's daughter's first time being on WWE television so she kind of gets it she's grown up also around it her dad's been around for 25 freaking years for god's sake so she knows what goes into WWE storytelling which is great um but you know, sometimes you watch like family members try and get involved in storyline, and you and you are like, "Ugh, I don't believe them." It's just yeah, not suck. believable. But yeah, but on the contrary, Ray's wife, incredible, incredible performance. Her, his daughter, great job. And then the match between Dom and Ray, slapped. It, you believed it, it, every second of it. It was it was it was Dominic's best match of his entire three year run. By, yeah, by far, which shouldn't come as a surprise because it was with his dad.
1: Right. He's, he's, not at, he's not anywhere near as talented as his dad, obviously. He's,
0: he's not, but he's also he's only young. 25. He's a baby, he's also, yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing, and, and I've had this conversation with others too, is you look at Dominic Mysterio and you look at Rey, there is a large, and I mean a large size difference between these two men. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- Dominic is several inches taller than his dad. And he's lankier. So it's interesting because Dom tries to replicate his dad's style, but it never looks as fluid because he's so much bigger. But as as he's gotten more comfortable with his now new character, as he's also gotten comfortable and better in the ring, the fluidity is coming really, really nicely. And then you add in the fact that he's in the ring with the one person who he's most comfortable with, the guy that taught him everything, everything mm-hmm. was absolutely clicking. Everything was just so beautifully done. His mannerisms were incredible. Let me. There's there's two things that I want to harp on really quickly in regards to this particular match, Bling Blade. The first, um, you said that you were catching up on the storyline, so I'm I, I I am genuinely curious what you thought of Dominic's entrance because I thought it was brilliant. With the, the him wearing the luchador mask and then coming out in the handcuffs because he's prison dumb. I oh my god. Literally died when that was going on. It was so great. It was so hokey. Uh like it was you so know so beautifully I, done. Though. I I, did,
1: I did, I've been I've done hard time. Like
0: You've done dude, a hard time, yes. even
1: even even if I believe the domestic violence story of you getting arrested, like that's not how prison works. Like, so <laughs> that's fine, but. Dude, Jail I thought and it,
0: prison are two different things.
1: They're extremely different things. Um, one of them you get checked into overnight, typically. And the other one is prison. Um, so that I thought it was hysterical. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god, they're, this is so overplayed." Uh, but I, but to your point, I. I loved it. it I'm, I'm so a su- well done. I'm a sucker for cheesy. Uh I know and, you are. <laughs> and there's 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 no shortage of cheesiness uh in WWE in general, but that was I was like, yes, yeah. do it. Just just own it. Prison Dom. I love Prison it. Prison
0: Dom. You love to see it. So there was that incredible entrance, which was just simply so beautifully done. And then Ray comes out and so we didn't mention, but Snoop Dogg was one of the hosts of both wrestle of both nights of WrestleMania, which is great. Makes sense they were they were in L.A. Of course, when you think of L.A. hip hop, the first person that you go ahead and come and think of is of course you know Godfather Snoop, the Dogfather himself. And so he drives out Ray in one of his lowriders, and um, nothing but a G thing is playing over the speakers. Crowd is going bananas because they're like, "Oh yeah, it's so dope," and they're rolling out. And as they're pulling up to where they're getting to in the stadium, nothing but a G thing ends. And then again, you were watching during this time. So I'm going to bring this up and I want to get your genuine thoughts. And if you've never listened, I, I know you've listened to TDT in the past. So maybe you happen to know that there's a particular wrestler who has my heart and forever will, and may he rest in peace. That happens to be Eddie Guerrero who is of course one of Ray Mysterio's very, very old good friends from it's, back isn't he isn't he Dom's Godfather? he it, actually in real life he is Dom's Godfather yeah and of course back in 2005 they had their iconic storyline between Ray and Eddie where Ray or where Eddie was saying that Dominic was his son, not Ray's, which is yeah. hilarious um but when Viva La Raza started playing, listen, let me be very clear to you ladies and gentlemen. I am again fully aware that professional wrestling is not real. It is scripted and it's real,
1: but it's scripted. It, yes. Yeah.
0: But when things happen that just are the right thing at the right moment in time, they can get your heartstrings and they can just pull them like nobody's business. And so when Viva la Raza started playing in honor of Eddie Guerrero this doesn't happen to me what I'm about to mention doesn't happen to me very often Blaine Blake I cried I genuinely welled up with tears in my eyes and raised my hands in victory and said I don't give a shit whether or not this match sucks from here on out they got me with Eddie's theme it's all I needed and by the way Ray had already done that the night previous when he would when he went ahead and spoke of Eddie Guerrero in his Hall of Fame speech, which mm-hmm. he mentioned Eddie, and I was like Eddie, Eddie, doing my ugly cry. And again, mind you, I also cried during the Hall of Fame speech when he brought up Eddie. So that's two nights in a row that I've already been moved and brought to tears because of Eddie Guerrero references. And so the 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 theme plays, and I was just like, "You sons of bitches." You sons of bitches. You, you got, got me, me once. Again. You, you With George Bush's iconic quote said, <laughs> <laughs> You fooled me once, shame on you. You fooled me twice, shame on me. You can't fool me again. Can't, they, they fooled me again. You can't get fooled again.
1: Well, that was did. it, man. They, they got it you.
0: Oh, it was just so good. And then, you know, of course, Ray's iconic theme plays and you're like, yo, here we go. Like, coming down the ramp, but it was just, I have said this before so many times, the production value of WWE is unlike anything else, even in professional sports. There are some pro sports leagues that can't even match their production value. It's insane how they go about it. I don't know how, I don't know what it is that they understand that some other professional sports don't, but it's just beautiful and you love to see it. And so, yeah, everything surrounding that match the storytelling the action between ray and Dom, the chemistry between the two of them which just doesn't surprise me um ray ends up getting the victory bad bunny gets himself involved who i strongly believe is one of the best celebrities that wwe has ever had on their payroll he is just unbelievable like I'll, i'll tell you this logan paul is probably the best celebrity wrestler the person right behind him is absolutely bad bunny
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, like Bad Bunny sneaking up to to grab the chain and so make good, sure. yeah. I mean, like that that sealed the match, right? Like yep. that that was it. And uh, dude, Bad Bunny was great. Uh, he was he was awesome. I it was funny when he came on and he was sitting at the the Spanish language announcers table. I was like, God, I really should have paid attention in high school Spanish so I could switch over to the Spanish language broadcast and enjoy what they're saying way better. Cause I bet it was a thousand times better than what I was listening to. I have no doubt about that in my mind, Uh, but it was sick. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, Michael Cole was great on commentary for this match because he's, his disgust for Dominic is hilarious. And it was just beautifully well done.
1: It was good. Um, he was definitely getting very angry. Yeah. Uh, it was great told to calm down at one point like he did and then he apologized in the next match he's like i'm sorry about what happened in the last (laughs) match you don't do that to your sister
0: (laughs) it was so good so here's what really has me pumped up for next month because uh, for those of you who don't know uh bad bunny is puerto rican he is one of you know reggaeton's biggest artists he has crossed over he's one of the biggest musical acts on the planet regardless of language and um Puerto Rico is getting its first pay-per-view in, God, 17 years, 18 years, excuse me. They're getting their first pay-per-view next month for the first time in 18 years. Um, Backlash is taking place from San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's my homeland. And it means a lot to me that they're going back. And it doesn't surprise me that Bad Bunny got himself involved in this match because that tells me somehow, some way, a mixture of Rey Mysterio, Bad Bunny, Dominic, and perhaps Damian Priest are going to be involved in that show. And based off what I saw on Saturday, I am absolutely 100% hyped to see whatever it is that they have in store for us in PR, if that's what they end up doing. I hope that they make that happen. Just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, you're muted, buddy. Uh,
1: I'm I'm with you. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm... Thrilled they're going to go to San Juan and have a show there. And and you're right. I mean, this is obviously setting something up for that because, I mean, that's when we got all the promos for the San Juan yeah. uh, uh, event, right? Was leading up to this match. So clearly, like, they're telling us without telling us that that's what we're going to get. And so, yeah, sign me up. Let's let's get that pay-per-view. I don't know if I need to use my frequent flyer miles to fly to you guys so we can watch it together, or if you guys want to come to Ohio, um, we might have more mild weather than than Arizona. I don't know. It's a dry heat, I hear out there. It is.
0: It's a dry heat, but you know what? T Dubs does have a pool at his house, so he does. We can go ahead and you guys can crap. You know, in 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 the spirit of the Fast and the Furious, which will go ahead and be coming out uh, just before Memorial Day, we're going to plug that right now. Of course, we can go ahead and pop open some Coronas. Go mm-hmm. ahead and hang out at the pool, and we can go ahead and chill at T Dub's house. Even though he's not on the podcast, we're inviting ourselves over automatically. And since you work from, it's a, you know, it might be easier for you to go ahead and be able to work in the sun out here. That's right. It's, That's it's just, terrible weather in Ohio. Look up! Look at my pale complexion right now. I'm ready you for it. A, I need you it. need a little bit of a tan, brother. You need a little bit of a tan. <laughs> <The light's> I like <laughs> to harsh in here. Come on. <laughs> so before we move over to night two, Bling Blake, is there anything else that you wanted to go ahead and talk about on night one that really? got at you or do you think and to be fair seth rollins and logan paul put on a very fine fun match i had a lot of fun watching that
1: yeah um i don't i mean i don't know if we need to go super deep into talking about that match uh other than i'm so happy that seth was finally able to beat logan paul and not get knocked out by the fake titanium hand thing yep Um, So when he stamped on his hand and Logan held it with his little, you know, fingers for the rest of the match, I thought that was delightful. But um, no, the only thing that's really worth mentioning from night one is the fact that somebody dropped a pretty good people's elbow. And that was Snoop Dogg on The Miz. And that was fantastic.
0: (laughs) That's very true. That is very very true. Oh yeah, Pat McAfee did show up on night one, and then of course. Oh, that's right. I'm so, sorry. About,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Snoop Dogg did the People's Elbow on night two. He did. Yeah. McAfee powerbombed the Miz on night one, and I like I love Pat McAfee.
0: Pat McAfee is the man. That dude is such a delight. He yeah. He is. I could. I would love to meet him in person one day because he seems amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I love his WWE character that he always is, which is probably just. It's the same thing. as his character that is he always is, but um, <laughs> but, but Maggie was great, and uh, I don't know, It's fun to see the Miz get get beat up a little bit.
0: That is true. That is true. So let's move over to night two then. Night two, it, it was it's, it was definitely a little bit more. I'm not gonna lackluster is not the right word. I thought I thought that like night two, for the most part, delivered. It just what didn't deliver as heavily. As what night one ended up doing, right? And honestly, to be fair, night one an extremely hard act to follow,
1: for sure. And I think it was just more of a slow burn. I mean, yeah. they they really tried to start off hot with Lesnar and uh, Omos, right? Omos, right? Omos, sorry. It's all um, good. But that I don't know. Like that match was fine.
0: Sure. Let me ask you a question. Did you enjoy that match more than the Austin Theory's John Cena match that opened night one?
1: No, because I was much more invested in the Cena Theory match. Again, backtracking on my earlier statement, because Austin Theory is such a douche nozzle, and Cena is a treasure. Um,
0: John Cena is a treasure. Um, You know, T-Dubs texted me this, that he teared up when he brought out the Make-A-Wish Kids yeah, it was uh, with him, it was it was beautiful. John Cena is a wonderful human being, and just God bless him because he's a national treasure. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I talked a lot of crap about Brock Lesnar and Omos on the way to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I did not want to see this match whatsoever. I thought it was going to be a waste of life, mm-hmm. not even a waste of time, a waste of life. Okay, Bling Blake. I, I thought to myself that. There was many other better things that you could do with Brock Lesnar with other people. Omos does not deserve to be on this card whatsoever. This just angered me. And I, mean, I watched... He's, yeah, go ahead. He's, he's just big. He's a very enormous individual, yes.
1: Right? Like, so he's Andre the Giant without the actual wrestling skills?
0: I mean, is that is that too harsh? I don't think it's too harsh. I think it's pretty. It's pretty darn spot on because I mean he is mobile. He's gotten much more mobile over the last like year or so, and credit to him, he's got the speed that Andre I don't think ever had. Um, he's got a bit more athleticism, but the actual wrestling acumen I do not believe exists uh, within him in the same way that it existed within Andre the Giant. Or even big not, show for that matter.
1: Yeah, there's and there's there's none of the the, the personality that Andre and yeah, and, and big, big show, show yeah. particularly big show, right? For sure. Like,
0: oh, B- big show is actually a qu- much better actor than people give him credit. Like he's that man can act. If you put, he's been on. He actually had a sitcom on Netflix. Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually okay. He actually did a fine job
1: i think he's hilarious um and yeah I'm a, I'm a i'm a big show fan for sure so yeah I, I i feel you that like does does almost really belong here and you know i don't know he got to your we talked about earlier uh how many times did, did brock suplex him like four in a row to end the match five in a row to end the match
0: Yeah, what really blew – about five in a row, you're absolutely right. What really blew my mind was how heavily invested that crowd and how hot it was for that match. It didn't make any sense. I was literally watching this match. And to be fair, so here's what I wanted to get at. The match ended up being much better than I expected it to be. Like, Omos put on – here's the key to Omos, I guess, going forward if he wants to be successful within the WWE, keeping it simple. If mm-hmm. With his size, he has to be able to keep it simple, but make it more impactful with your simplicity, mm-hmm. right? I think that's going to be very key for him to go forward. Um, if he does that, he might actually have a relatively okay career going forward. And power to him, because I've already talked crap about him on more, more than seven occasions. Um, But I saw this, and I was like, why is this match much better than it should have been? And it had to do with, A, that crowd being much more hype than I thought it was going to be for this match. I was like, how is this happening? And B, Brock Lesnar being his absolute great Brock Lesnar self. He was and a it, beast. He was. He was great. He was selling like crazy. Um, he was telling the story. It, it, you You don't see Brock Lesnar in quote-unquote danger very often. He's usually the danger. So to see him be the one that's getting thrown around like a rag doll is always a sight to behold. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's a that's a si- pound man. That's a six foot three, 300 pound, former UFC heavyweight champion of the planet getting thrown around like a rag doll on television. That's a sight to behold. Yeah. Um, and so when he's doing this for Omas and selling for him, it allows Omas to be presented as a bigger and better threat. And I think going forward, if the people that are involved in ring in and ma- in, in matches with Omas can tell a story to that caliber with Omas, we'll be able to go ahead and see something where he's actually better. And again, I, I can tell you right now, the only reason why the crowd was that hyped up was because they wanted to see how and which way Brock Lesnar was going to be able to F5 Omas. Mm-hmm. And it was really impressive when he did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And he kicked out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did. And then he fived him one more time. Yep. It was great. And, um, and by the way, that match lasted less than five minutes, and I was like, "Thank God."
1: <laughs> dude, I, I I think so did Brock. Probably, I think he was he had he picked up a four hundred pound man and threw him over his head multiple times. Uh, yep. That could not have been an easy feat for either of them. Frankly, I mean, True. picking up picking up Lesnar's no no treat. And holding him in a bear hug like that, you know, I mean, it was, it was impressive.
0: Exactly. Um, Then after that, I'm going to run down the rest of the cards. So we started off Brock Lesnar and Omos. Then we had the women's tag team match showcase, which was very similar to night one, but this time it was the ladies. Um, By the way, the Street Profits picked up the victory on night one. And again, what I believe to be a very entertaining tag team match, Um, the ladies won. It had flashes of goodness, but it wasn't up to par, especially with the women's performances that we saw the night prior. Do yeah. you agree?
1: Yeah, I think it was probably one of the the weaker matches mm-hmm. uh, between the two nights. Mm-hmm. It didn't help that that Ronda Rousey basically could not participate at all. Um,
0: it's funny. I actually think that that made the match better. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and the reason why I say that was because... Okay, so here, here I am going back into storyline, which I can appreciate you not necessarily being the biggest fan of, but she's starting to become one of the most hated people in the WWE. Mm -hmm. And people want to go ahead and see her perform, but if she doesn't want to give them that wish, that's just going to make people boo her more, which is going to get her over more as a hated villain. Mm -hmm. So when she finally got in the ring and then she only did 30 seconds worth of work, I was like, that's, that's kind of dope. That's a big yeah. F you to the crowd when you actually want a big F you to the crowd, if that makes sense.
1: For sure. And I mean, it's mostly because, I mean, she's legitimately injured right now, right? Like she's, I, th- I, think, I, she's, I think, she she's think she's a little banged up.
0: She's a little banged up. Yeah.
1: Um, So I think that's probably more why we didn't see her. But again, if you can work that into a story and turn it into making your product better, right? again, well done creatives, right? Like, sure. Um, But yeah, I, it, It was fine. Uh, It was fine. But, yeah, I think if you had gone and taken your bathroom break during that match, you wouldn't have been super upset about
0: it. I I couldn't agree with you more. Then we get to a match which you did not want to take a bathroom break for. Ladies and gentlemen, this is is what, to me, is up with Rhea and Charlotte and Sami Zayn, KO, and the Usos for match of the weekend. And that is the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship between Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Bling Blake, if you thought you lost a couple of fillings, in the Rhea and Charlotte match the night before. If you thought you went ahead and re-scraped your patella tendon once more just because you were on the ground having watched Rhea and Charlotte beat the snot out of each other, and you got accidentally flipped while watching this match, even though you had nothing to do with it, then boy howdy, I can only imagine the two black eyes that you had on your face when the triple threat match was over.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, everybody's was a- chest was bleeding. <laughs>
0: I, I've never seen any, but I've never seen
1: so many Slap Chops. Like, I mean, it was nuts. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, those guys just beat the ever-living tar out of each other. And uh, I'm trying to get ascended too far into the explicit language category here, but...
0: I think I've already done that, to be fair, but yeah. Yeah, thank there you. was at
1: least one big F-bomb, <laughs> but I mean... So, so hang on to our PG-13 rating. We only got one in. Uh, my God! Like... And that was nuts. That, yeah. I mean, they were in and out of the ring over and over. Just it was brutal. But at one point, at one point, I think McIntyre and Sheamus were fighting each other for the ability to hit Gunther, and like I mean, it was just it was music. It was lovely. It was
0: it was it was really well done. That match, the chemistry between the three people was insane. You know it goes back to. Um, I know that you were watching. You've been watching for for a while now. And uh, Seamus and Gunther had their uh, match at Clash of the Champions in Cardiff in the United Kingdom uh, back in September, and it was an that match was absolutely incredible. So people for the last like eight months have been waiting for some sort of a rematch between those two individuals. And when you add in another hard hitting sob in Drew McIntyre into this match. You It was just going to be, you were going to see teeth flying. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that we didn't see a, te- a tooth fly into the crowd, or maybe we did, and we just didn't see it on camera. Who knows? But, um you know, the finishing sequence to this match where Gunther breaks up the pin between uh, when Drew McIntyre, I think, is trying to pin Sheamus, or mm-hmm. the Sheamus is trying to pin Drew McIntyre. He then power bombs Sheamus onto Drew McIntyre, Mm -hmm. and then proceeds to pick up Drew McIntyre and powerbomb him, and then it ends the match, I was like, yo, that was chef's bleeping kiss. It was just so well done. And, you know, the pacing of this match was so well done, Bling Blake. It didn't overstay its welcome. They went like a solid 16 or 17 minutes, and because of how high that physicality was, I was like, you don't need to know any longer because at some point somebody's jaw is going to break
1: a hundred percent. Um, it was, it was madness. Like, yeah, they just, they, they pummeled each other.
0: Sure. It was, it was, it was magical. It was in the words of the great Martin Scorsese. That was cinema. That was cinema. Wasn't no and Marvel scene. movie. It, d- damn right. It wasn't damn right. It wasn't by the way, I'll say it again. Blink Blake. I agree with you, and I agree with T Dubs. We need more practical effects in two hundred million dollar budgets movies. Just throwing it out there,
1: please. Okay, can we can we start jumping out of real airplanes again, like we did in Drop Zone?
0: Can we go ahead and please have Killmonger and the Black Panther actually do a fight sequence and not have it be CGI to the Black Panther? Please and thank <sighs> you. Uh, may Chadwick Boseman continue to rest in peace. Yeah, ru- uh, that ru- all being
1: Ruin that movie. <laughs>
0: Uh, that movie is a delight it's a fantastic film it's one of the greatest mcu movies of all time Agreed. that particular sequence was unnecessary that could have been just a fight scene between two people doing a fight scene instead of really good at fight
1: scenes really good at fight scenes michael is adonis creed damn it have you watched any of the creed movies oh my god he's so good at fighting
0: So I, I'm in the midst of watching Creed 2 because it's on Amazon Prime right now. That movie slaps,
1: dude! It's so good. Uh, you know,
0: I can't watch to watch. I can't wait to watch Creed three. I think it's available to stream now. You can go ahead and purchase it for like twenty bucks. I, I, think, uh, I, think,
1: I think. I feel like I owe it to. Well, no, I guess I guess I had I owe it to Irvin Winkler because Stallone's not even in Creed three, and it's just, yeah, it's a whole thing.
0: <sighs> it is Irv, Irv, Irvin Winkler. You 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 are kind of a piece of shit though.
1: Yeah, you're a fucking thief.
0: Yep, uh, right. Anyway, <laughs> for a di- different story for a different day that we might talk about if we do Rocky Five or over on hops. That all being said, found that, f- that F bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, this is PG 13 for hashtag brief, strong language. We move <laughs> into the um, second biggest women's match of the entire weekend. That being Bianca Belair defending her raw women's title against Oscar had Charlotte and Rhea not existed the, the night prior, this match would have been looked at as one of the best matches of the weekend. Mind you, it still was one of the best matches of the weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really well done. I thought Asuka was great. I thought Bianca Belair. So I'm on this thing where, like, I feel that Bianca Belair is becoming a legend in front of our eyes. Um, I've told that to some people. Some people told me to pump the brakes. Others were like, yeah, I can see what you're talking about. Now, I know, again, you haven't been watching for that long, but you see this young lady Um have a great title defense against a person who I think is one of the top three best female wrestlers on the planet and Oscar. What mm-hmm. were your thoughts? You watching this match after you'd watched the greatness that was Charlotte and Rhea the night prior,
1: you know, so uh, it was great. It was a great match. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I was not very familiar with either of these two going into WrestleMania. Um, you know, in terms of like where I was focusing my attention in terms of uh my my pre-show research. Sure. Uh I I, I was remiss and I did not give these two a lot of attention. That's fair. That's totally I, fair. I was really impressed with both of them. Um, Asuka was, like you said, phenomenal. I just don't think I like all the gimmicky shit she does. Like sure. What was, like like she like she's like a poison, like she has a poison poison spray yeah yeah
0: and and that comes from you know there was a very famous japanese wrestler back in the 80s who i believe is his name is the great Muda. he actually got inducted into the hall of fame over the weekend too oh
1: nice
0: and so he had this thing where he would always go ahead and blow out mist to people's faces and stuff like that and so she's done that for a long time and kind of his honor and then she has this that you know there's a she always had this gimmick back when she used to wrestle in Japan where she chooses her war paint, if you will, the face paint and whatnot. And so um, it's like a psychological tactic of warfare almost, if you will. Okay. And so that the, the way that she does her mannerisms, you know, she's almost not quite a psycho, but she, it's more like be careful with how you go, how you manage yourself in the ring with her because she will psych you out. Um, and, and that's part of the tactics uh, to the psychology that is behind Oscar's character, if you will.
1: Uh, so that's good to know, and and I and now maybe I will give me some more appreciation for what was going mm, on. Totally. Uh, what I thought was really cool, though, was that that was a classic. Like, one of our competitors is a brute, mm-hmm. and one of our competitors is super nimble, agile, jump around like you know, <laughs> been re-watching uh, a lot of the Star Wars movies recently and it reminded me of like Count Dooku fighting Yoda, right? Like, Of course. Like 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 like, like a really strong like lightsaber battle and then one person's like jumping around all nimbly bimbly, right? Um, Which is
0: so weird because you, that's clearly not Christopher <laughs> Lee. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> so, uh, at all. I lo- I lo- although I love, that's easily, easily one of the best, one of the best scenes in Attack of the Clones. Yes, clearly, even yeah. though it's completely fake, you know, even though there's you know somebody is not christopher lee and clearly that is that is you know he's fighting with a nothing. random with, with like a, like a beach nothing. ball like a beach ball being tossed around i don't know it's hilarious yeah uh
1: but it was so cool <laughs> like all right maybe it's like maybe more maybe it's more like it's 11-4 right it's like it's it's uh it's Riggs fighting jet, Li at jet the end, lee right? yes you know um so it was it was it was a really fun match uh i really enjoyed it um whether or not we're seeing Bianca Belair become a superstar in front of us, I probably can't speak to that based on my experience level. Uh but the person that I saw wrestle on Sunday of WrestleMania was a star. Mm-hmm. Um you know, she 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 owned that ring and uh I thought it was a, I thought it was a great
0: match. It was a lot of fun. It was a really great performance from both ladies. And it, it obviously speaks to her star power and her confidence that, you know, someone like yourself, who obviously does not is not very familiar with her in-ring work. Um, yet coming out of that match, you not only went ahead and said, Oh wow, yeah, that Oscar chick she she's really good but then you also see bianca belair who they are clearly pushing as someone who's one of their faces in their respective division and you got the sense of like yeah okay i see what they're going for and i'm vibing with it and mm-hmm. that's really important um when you watch something that you've never seen before when you're watching the television let's use a movie for example obviously you you, you do a movie podcast blink blake and you're watching a movie For the very first time, that's not necessarily, it's got its own intellectual property, right? It's its own IP that you've never read before. So it's not a comic movie or anything like that. But the whole point is for someone to establish themselves as a main character right from the beginning. Someone who you care about. Someone who you say, that person is important because you've never seen them before, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I want to happen when people come back either into wrestling or they're coming into wrestling for the very first time. So I'm glad to see that WWE was able to go ahead and present Bianca Belair and that way to you. And you now going forward can say, yeah, Bianca Belair. mm, Yeah. I vibe with her. She's definitely a star and she's really good at her craft
1: as is Oscar.
0: And you love to see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, right. The, the, what has always and, and and maybe maybe after after this podcast i will find myself being more invested in the storylines because every time i i say that i'm not i come back and be like well i like that story and i like that story and i like that story so maybe i'm just full of shit but um <laughs> but at the same time uh what i have always really enjoyed about wrestling are really talented athletes being really talented athletes um mm-hmm. And people, you know, I remember like going way back, people saying, oh, it's it's fake. It's whatever. Like, how can you be invested in a scripted thing? And I'm like, because they're really effing Impressive. good at what they do. Right. Like this is a crap that they have worked really hard at. And and those are two people that have clearly worked really hard at, at doing what they do and putting on a hell of a show. And, and they gave us a great one. Um, yeah. on sunday at wrestlemania for sure
0: i agree i agree so um you know we ha- we had the hell in a cell match between edge and finn Balor. Ed- finn Balor got really busted open um yeah. towards the end and he still finished the match like an absolute boss so credit to him edge pulls out the victory um i wasn't as invested in that match and i wasn't as invested in that storyline and i'm not sure what it was about it Considering that I really enjoyed Ray and Dom the night prior, and you know they've been be- the Judgment Day has been beefing with Ray Mysterio for God knows how long, and then I also watched Rhea Ripley be involved in her match with with Charlotte Flair. So for whatever reason, Edge and Finn Balor wasn't clicking for me, but maybe I'll rewatch it again sometime, and then maybe I can have a different appreciation for it. But do you want to? Do you have any cl- thoughts on that before we move into what's going to be the real meat here, which is that main event?
1: No, uh, other than I, I thought it was, it was good. Um, it was definitely our most, uh, it was, it was our bloodiest match, right? Easily. Yeah. That, that, that ladder, uh, boy, he really tried to get his arms up and, and sell it as a fake hit. And that, that run caught him right on the forehead. Um, and yeah, he was, he was definitely split open, uh, Balor that is.
0: They they, they stapled his head at ringside.
1: And yeah, right there. Um, you know, the only thing I will say about it is that, like, I don't know if I love all the like those like super brutal matches. Like, I almost like it more pretend. Uh, sure. You know, like when you start seeing them scraping faces along the chain link fence and you're like, oh, dude, he's like, his face is like graded up. Like, I know a lot of fans really love that shit, right? Like, sure. A lot of people really, really yearn for the days of like, the hidden razor blades and the cuts and, you know, Mickey and- Rourke and the wrestler gashing himself. Right. Like,
0: and Mick Foley getting thrown off of freaking hell of a cell by the other. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. And that, that stuff always makes me like just really uneasy. Um, sure. So I guess if that was the goal, they knocked it out of the park.
0: <laughs> That's totally fair, man. That is totally fair. Um, but yeah, so I thought the match was okay as well. And then here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Okay, I, I I'm gonna go into my text messages archive really quickly, Blame Blake, and I'm gonna go ahead and mention something because I did we I feel like we did promise him that we were gonna bring this up. And he wanted mm-hmm. his he wanted his thoughts well, well well said on his behalf because he wasn't able to make it. Um T Dubs, the Thunderous Wizard, your co host from Hops and Box Office Flops, wanted me to wanted us to note his strong displeasure with Cody Rhodes. Losing that main event match to Roman Reigns for the Universal Undisputed title. Uh, he has been very vocal about this. Uh, he has been very upset. He was distraught almost. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was offended. The word offended is probably the right verbiage to use, um, describing how T Dubs felt about that match. Um, I was offended by the end of that match. Uh, co-founder of this podcast, the double turn. Uh, Boss Ross was quite offended by the way that that match ended. Um, I'm sure that more than half of the fan base was offended by how this match ended. Bling Blake, how are you feeling? I was motherfucking offended. We've gone into R. R. Hard R. <laughs> hard R.
1: Dude. All right. Again, new to the storyline, right? I was I, I played catch-up going into this. But huh? Cody Rhodes is second-generation royalty.
0: Sure. Roman Reigns is third-generation royalty, but both of them are royalty. Absolutely. How, how are you going to do him dirty like that? Like, how? Like,
1: I know that that there's the, the 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 he's the tribal chief and you get to have your boy ringside and he gets to cheat for some reason
0: storytelling 101 my friend yep
1: dude's dude's baby's in the front row his baby's in the front row and you're gonna do him dirty like that he kisses baby on the way in the ring and you're gonna do him, you're gonna hit him in the ribs of the chair from the, come on i look you want to be the undisputed WWE Universal champion then win then win don't rely on some fat fuck on the outside of the ring to to crack homeboy's ribs at the chair when he ain't looking or or trip him up when he bounces off the ropes you want to be the Undisputed? No, I have a dispute. I'm here to lodge my dispute. My complaint has been filed. I'm writing a strongly worded letter on my old law firm letterhead, and I, I practice law. But bef- I stopped watching wrestling after I stopped practicing law. That's how long ago I practiced law. Who? Uh, Ooh, that's all I
0: can say. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, uh, I think Blink Blake has let us know that I believe he didn't like the decision.
1: Did not like the decision.
0: <laughs> it was wor- it was worse
1: than Cena getting the submission, which we all wanted. Classic Cena gets submission, and the referees rolling around trying to figure out where, where where his his dentures are. He lost the contact on the side of the ring. You got bumped in the chest and you laid down there for 25 minutes and you lost. Come on.
0: I just Why we, the ref my, my arms. arms. Yeah. The ref bumps are why we love pro wrestling, my friend. Oh my clearly. god. That's Ugh. sarcasm 101, obviously. <laughs> uh, um let me say something really quickly. Um not only where it was was his 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 daughter and his wife at ringside, but um uh Luke Harper aka Brody Lee in AEW, John Huber, uh he passed away back in December of 2020 um and he worked for the WWE and AEW and his 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 wife and his son were also at ringside there to support Cody Rhodes um and he gave him his belt his special belt he gave it to John Huber's son mm-hmm. and they made a big deal about this on commentary which you never see because it's from a rival company but you still they did that and it was very special um, this moment so Roman Reigns has now been champion for well over two and a half years it's 946 days as champion um, which is a very long time mm-hmm. um, Roman Reigns has not been pinned since December of 2019 that's a very long time Roman Reigns is on a run of a lifetime which I don't think we'll ever see the likes of again. And he's on a different level. He really is operating on a different level. He's, he's, he is the biggest pro wrestler in the world today. He is the biggest name in professional wrestling in in the world today. Like there's no question about it. Yeah. They sacrificed Sami Zayn, not beating him at elimination chamber. Because they wanted Cody in the main event. Okay, that's fine. Not to mention, I do not believe that a champion who's been reigning over this entire company for over 900 days, he should not be losing at a small pay-per-view. He should be losing at the biggest pay-per-view of the year, which is WrestleMania. 100%. Right? And by the way, let it be known right now, they they were in Sammy's backyard in the elimination chamber, and I still don't think that that would have been the right call. I love Sami Zayn but it wouldn't have been the right call. The right Mm -hmm. call was for him to lose at WrestleMania. And yet somehow, some way they didn't pull the trigger just because they're waiting for Roman to hit a thousand days, which is in like 14 days. Like that's the reason why, or at least I think there's multiple reasons that as to why people think that Cody Rose lost this match, which is weird.
1: Um, That was, that was, that was dirty, man. It was, it It, really was dirty. dirty.
0: They did. So, I mean, me not, my, not that.
1: I mean, I know wrestling is dirty. Like, I don't mean, no, no. Like, I don't mean dirty in the sense that we mean, but wrestling it wasn't dirty. the
0: right call. Like, yeah. you know, flat out, though, it wasn't the right call. I don't think so, right? Like, I, 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 no, you're no, it was absolutely no, I agree. Why, why, I do, you know let, so? why do you let Cody get out of a, of
1: a guillotine to have him lose the
0: match like that? Sure. Why? Why? Like, I I don't know. You you know, not only that, Kevin, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come and back him up, get the rusos out of the ring. You've already kicked out Solo Sokoa from ringside, yet somehow some way he magically makes it all the way down. You know, it's, it's more than just that. Here's a couple of the theories that I've been, Twitter can be a very godsend and it can also be the end of time. Sometimes my friend, I I detest it. It, (laughs) I'm sure you know exactly how I feel. So, there's a very interesting contingent out here that says Cody Rhodes hasn't faced enough adversity as the full-on babyface en route to the end of his story. How let me do tell you, you, say that. Well, let me tell you something right now. That's the biggest hunk of shit I've heard in my entire life. Okay, He's 37 like seven years old. He's been <laughs> wrestling for twenty-five years. He's been wrestling for like about yeah, close to twenty years. Absolutely, he's. I mean, he's the son of one of the greatest of all time and Dusty Rhodes. Um, not only that, excuse me. Not only that, he also um uh, left the WWE after he was being treated very poorly and decided to go ahead and become what I believe to be one of the greatest indie stars of all time. And then he, I don't know, he may have not he may or may not have opened up this little company that's called All Elite Wrestling and was whoop has been quick in all kinds of ass since 2019. Sure, we're gonna go ahead and say he didn't face any adversity doing that. Stop it. Just stop it! Whoever I mean, is came that? What that it is? Is, is, is?
1: is it is it punishment? Is it punishment for having done that?
0: There are some people who think that, Bling Blake. But then why Bling let the Bling guy back in in the first place? Because Vince McMahon is the devil. That's, <laughs> the, that, <laughs> that's the reason. And 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 you know what? And or who knows? Maybe it was a Triple H call, Bling Blake. Maybe it was a Triple H call because there, the, the very first, the, first. Yeah, is that his brother-in-law? No, no, no. Uh, Triple H is Vince McMahon's son-in-law, but it's uh, it's not Cody Rhodes' brother-in-law. Now, Shane McMahon is is Triple H's brother-in-law. Maybe okay. Yeah.
1: Why was I thinking? Th- th- there's no relation to to Cody Rhodes and
0: Triple H. No.
1: Okay. No. Other than like um, other than knowing each other for for twenty plus years.
0: Correct. And Dusty Rhodes was a, was like one of Triple H's right hand men when he was still alive in NXT. So there's that relationship, but like actual uh, family, no. there's no no, okay yeah but um there was a the very first aew pay-per-view was called double or nothing and in cody rhodes was in the semi-main event and cody rhodes proceeded to take a sledgehammer which is triple h's calling card if you will Mm -hmm. and triple h just also has the nickname the king of kings and he sat on a throne and multiple of his entrances throughout the years Mm -hmm. Cody may or may not have taken a sledgehammer and broken a throne at double or nothing the very first year Mm -hmm. some people say Triple H was may have been being a little bit petty I don't believe it I think Triple H is a smarter guy than that um I genuinely think that perhaps Triple H thought that you know, he maybe he needed to face adversity, like maybe kind of pull a Rocky in the sense that Rocky didn't beat Apollo the first time; he beat him the second time. Okay, but here's the diff, and that's just my thinking. Here's the reason why I think that that is a dumb idea. Cody Rhodes ain't Rocky. It's at not his. He ain't, it's not, he's at least he's not Rocky, and Rocky won. Yeah, it's not his first mega fight, right? Correct. Like he's Correct. had multiple titles. Correct. And he's already gone through all this adversity. So let's use Rocky as the prime example. People might get this. People may not. People might like this. People may not. That's fine. But I'm curious, you being a movie buff, you might be able to appreciate this. Rocky and Rocky 1, his adversity is Apollo. His adversity is getting up, getting towards Apollo, right? Cody Rhodes has already had his Apollo, which is having to have gone through the first row, the first gauntlet of what was his first half of his WWE career, restarting over, taking a gamble on himself and saying, in order for me to be successful, this is what I'm going to do to supplant myself as one of the best entertainers in the world as one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. And then once I've built that stock up, I'm going to go ahead and take all that stock and put it into this little thing called AEW. And I'm going to go ahead and put all the adversity into that and see as to whether or not me and Kenny Omega and Nick and Matt Jackson can go ahead and, Convince Tony Khan to give us this much money to we create so we can create the second biggest American promotion in the world. That's huge adversity. Okay, so the way I'm looking at it is, Cody Rhodes ain't Rocky and Rocky One. Cody Rhodes is Rocky in Rocky Four. Now, there's no world title, right? Because Rocky Four, you know, Rocky is is is, ah, uh, yeah, the, the retired world champ almost, or verge or on the verge of retirement. Because he hadn't fought, in it, it, oh my god, I'm getting too much in the weeds of the Rocky IV. But y- I know you're going to understand this reference. Mm-hmm. Rocky hasn't fought in a while, but he hasn't re- retired yet. And so when he agrees to fight Drago, it's non-sation. So the world title isn't on the line when Rocky mm-hmm. ends up retiring at the end of that fight. The re- the championship is relinquished because he's no longer because he's not fighting anymore. Obviously. Mm-hmm. but what Rocky is is even though he's the underdog. He is a well-seasoned current world champion that has been through a lot of crap and has been able to overcome it. Yet, this is the biggest crap he's seen in his entire career. That was Cody Rhodes is Drago. Roman Reigns was Drago to Brody to Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. What happens in Rocky Four? Rocky beats Drago. How does Cody Rhodes not beat his Drago when it's his Rocky Four moment, man.
1: That's it. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how it ends like that. And 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 again, it like you said, it 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 just feels like somebody's being petty. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is to get to all keep tuning in for the next one, right? Yeah, but, but like,
0: here's the thing. At some point, it was one thing with Rocky, one you were like, Oh man, he did so good. He went the distance, man. He went the distance. But then when you were like, Oh, he's going to get another shot. Oh man, this is great. Why? Because you weren't expecting the win in the first place. Mm -hmm. So when the fact that he has that performance of a lifetime, and you're like, Oh wow, he might actually do it the second time if he works really, really hard. Cody Rhodes has been prepping for this moment for years. His expectation. I was like, yo, Cody Rhodes, if anybody can do it, it's Cody Rhodes. And, and I, I, guys, I understand this is storytelling one-on-one and this is storyline and this is professional wrestling, but sometimes the obvious answer is to go with the obvious answer. That's all I'm trying to get at. And Roman Reigns has been absolutely incredible. Roman Reigns wasn't going to lose an, inch of his credibility and an inch of his popularity if he would have lost on Sunday night
1: no and he gets to demand a dope rematch at a next huge pay-per-view
0: absolutely and now is
1: is Cody entitled to one at this point
0: I don't think so they could bring it into storyline by saying that because Solo Sokoa went ahead and hit him when the ref was down Cody got screwed they could do that but the thing about pro wrestling is we have to understand. that when the moment is right for something, the moment is right, mm-hmm. um, because it's storytelling. As you know, again, I know you don't appreciate the storytelling, but this is where storytelling actually comes into the full fruition. You have to strike while the iron is hot. Let's say, let's say if the Avengers ends on Infinity War and they just beat Thanos instead of winning in Endgame. That kind of just like it's like oh it's too it it it's it's too quick maybe right this <laughs> was the easy. total too easy this is the total opposite of that
1: I mean this really is, it that's Rocky one and Rocky two exactly we're right? back to
0: that all over again exactly uh-huh. it's striking while the iron is hot it's you know here's another perfect example they wait you got Hops and Box Office flops just released their Aliens three pod okay. Um, that the movie took too long to go ahead and make after Aliens was released. What is it? What is it, Bling Blake? It's like a six year difference, right? It was like
1: six years, yeah.
0: Yeah, had that movie come out three or four years after Aliens, that movie is a smash hit, like big time, makes well over the 160 million dollars that it would have made. Probably mm-hmm. makes like three, maybe even 400, which is a crap ton in the late 80s, yeah, crap ton of money. They didn't strike while the iron is hot, you know. Um, what's another movie that they didn't strike while the iron is hot and they took forever and a day to release a sequel to it? What's a great example? Ooh.
1: Well, Top Gun's not a good one.
0: The, the, the Top Gun's a little <laughs> Top, <laughs> Top Gun is a full-on anomaly. That is totally that's, fair.
1: The iron got hot again. That's what happened. This is uh, very true, yes. No, uh what what is that movie? Gosh, I don't know. I gotta think about that. Probably like. Police Academy three when they the mission to
0: Moscow. <laughs> sure, okay, we can use that example. It was done. Nobody cared, right? right? They waited too long. Like, here's another example, and maybe this might be a bad example because I've always said that I wanted a sequel to this movie. But let's be realistic for one second. I've wanted a sequel to Gone in sixty seconds for twenty two years, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Right. I I would be hyped for it would the entirety of the mu- of moviegoers be hyped for a second round in 60 seconds 22 years later or 23 t- 23 years later no the, the, the no absolutely not that that the the oven's not on there's no gas in even in the house man you know it's cold mm-hmm. and that is why i bring up the fact that you can tell me you're going to give cody Rhodes a rematch in a couple of months time or whatever it's not going to be the same it's no. just not. Sometimes no, and, the moment is just right,
1: and 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 I think and to your point, like I think when he gets that rematch, if he gets that rematch in a few months, he's probably going to lose it because the well,
0: is I, not hot. May maybe, but then that begs the question: Okay, if Cody Rhodes isn't the guy, who in the hell is? Like, honestly, you're getting, you're running out of people. Mm -hmm. You know, Roman Reigns has to lose at some point. It's it's going great now because he's the biggest and and he's not going to lose his his popularity anytime soon. But the storyline will get boring and people are going to get tired of seeing the same guy on top for three consecutive years. This isn't like basketball. They can go ahead and name their own MVP at a different point in time. That's part of the reason why people are saying, "Oh, they don't want Jokic to win the MVP again in the NBA because he's already won it the last 2 years. They want somebody different." But it's a little bit different because who is actually better than Jokic? I don't n- n- no one is. This mm-hmm. is different. You actually have to you're, they're telling the story. You're actually telling a story. Harry J.K. Rowling had to switch things up in the Harry Potter books. Because things were, you know, she didn't want it to go ahead and continue to, to to be boring. She needed to go ahead and spice up the story, make it better, and she did. That's what you do in pro wrestling. It's the same thing in the movies.
1: Oh, you want to never invite you want to never invite me back on the podcast? Because I'll, I'll tell you who's going to beat him.
0: Go ahead, my friend. And I, by the way, no, you're absolutely you got an open seat, my friend. Carry on. It's,
1: it's going to be a Paul
0: logan paul uh-huh. <laughs> listen to be fair they had a banger of a match in saudi arabia earlier last uh, late last year uh-huh. to be fair they they actually had a quite the good match um i mean i'll turn off my television set i'll tell you that right now i'll throw my it's phone across, if i'm watching on my phone i'll throw it across the room i don't care it's done we're done here i'd be dead i'd be just a, hey 1-800 dead um
1: no and, and again th- th- this just kind of probably speaks to me not knowing enough of the characters that are that are in the stable right now but I'm with yeah. you I I don't know who else is that superstar that can that, that gets to be that person right and like Co- Cody Rhodes just makes the most sense right like it, he's a good guy Right. He's a he's a true good guy. He kissed his baby before the match. Right. Like you,
0: you don't shaking hands and kissing babies.
1: That's it. Right. Like you don't root for anybody harder than, than that person. Right. That's the exact, that's the polar opposite of a heel. That is the person that like, you know, when, when, when you're a bloodline fan, when you're an, an NWO fan to go back to my old watching days, right. DX. right you you kind of like you're like i'm i'm rooting for the bad guy i'm the i'm the dumb bastard that got a like got the empire logo tattoo on my bicep right like you know like you just you i, I got i got the harry potter dark mark on my forearm right like you just like to be the bad guy and that's fun you're kind of an
0: anti-authority bro
1: yeah you're a troll except all those things are totalitarian organizations but that doesn't make any it doesn't matter true <laughs> um You're just kind of uh, an instigator and and you like to be the fan of the bad guy, right? Like a ton of people have Darth Vader as their favorite character in Star Wars. I get it. But you don't get to beat Darth Vader at the end of of Return of the Jedi with another bad guy, right? Right. a, A good guy has to be the one that wins. And I don't know who is the better good guy In WWE right now than Cody Rose. Rose.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that they, you know, there's some internal talk of like, oh, have it beat Jay, which is his cousin. I'm a big fan of that part of the storyline. I really am. But I'm here to tell you right now that's part of like, whenever they decide to tell that story, that story should be told without a world championship. That is a more personal type storyline that should be told away from the world championships. After those championships have been dropped by Roman Reigns, that's where you go into that storyline. I mean, that's the Sami Zayn storyline, right? I mean, that's the same idea. To 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 a certain extent, you're absolutely correct, yes. Um, Even though Sami Zayn challenged Roman Reigns for the world championships, But it was more so when Sami Zayn turned on Roman Reigns to become a babyface. He was saying, listen, this guy is manipulative. He is taking advantage of your emotions in order to get whatever he wants. Jay, you're the guy. And then Jay obviously had to make his decision and chose to be with his brother over Sami Zayn, which, you know, that's that's fine. But that's also an interesting hero arc where, you know, he chooses – family, but he's only choosing family because he wants to protect them from another family member, which he feels he needs to go ahead and potentially take down in the future. Like, you know, there's, there's layers to the story, but there's layers to the story that make sense and have to be told away from other aspects of a story, Mm -hmm. which is why to me, they need to find a way to get these titles off of Roman very, very soon because it's what's going to go ahead and allow the story to go ahead and progress and become the like the full on to 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 take its eventual final form. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to get there, I genuinely believe that these world titles need to be taken off of Roman Reigns and in order to do that they should have gone ahead and started right now at WrestleMania by taking those titles off with Cody Rhodes. Now, if you tell me that in a couple of months time, it'll be Cody Rhodes that finally takes him off. That's fine. But damn it, WWE, what you need to make sure you do is to retell a very, very compelling story in order for you to garner all that white hot popularity that Cody Rhodes had going into Sunday night that he, to me, unfortunately lost when that match ended, because you guys made that terrible decision. And people have said, even Paul Heyman has said oh I think Cody Rhodes came out as a bigger star than he did when he came in.' The bull crap, the bull crap. That is a that's a flat out lie. Because no, he did not. Because now us as fans are all completely deflated because you guys decided to make a horrible call on Sunday.
1: What what the hell does Paul Paul Heyman was in rollerball? What does he know about anything?
0: <laughs> I want a call back, my friend. Well done. Touche. So that, that that let me ask you this: Overall, you, you, you watch both nights of WrestleMania. Um, you know, even though you your heartbreak, my heartbreak over the way that night two ended and whatnot. Would you deem WrestleMania thirty nine as an overall success with how it all went down?
1: One hundred percent. I mean, it was it was the spectacle that I signed up for, right? Mm. Um, I I I was. Extremely entertained start to finish. Um, again, once again, SoFi Stadium is the uh, location of my heartbreak and disappointment.
0: Twice it, now.
1: Twice now. But it does not mean that I did not enjoy the ride um, every second up until the last. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, 100%. I, I think it was a success. And, and obviously, you know, we're sitting here talking about half of the fans maybe a little bit more than half the fans were very upset with the, the ending of that match. But that means that, you know, 41,000 people or so in that stadium were psyched and uh, several million people around the world were pretty happy with the way that thing turned out. So, sure, you know, if you and I have different proclivities in terms of who we align our interests with um, you know, I don't think we have any negatives to say about it. Right. Like, um, yeah, of course I wanted Cena to win too, but whatever, right? Like I wasn't yeah. nearly disappointed about that. Like Cena's fine. He's he's still gonna be Peacemaker in a, in a couple months again, right? Like
0: he's still gonna be Dominic Toretto in Fast 10, right?
1: Right. Um yeah. so we we
0: John Cena's living his best life, bro.
1: <laughs> we kind of think John cena gonna be all right. Uh so no, all in all, uh I was thrilled and uh and I'm I'm in, man. I'm gonna I'm I'm signing up for forty right now. So let's let's figure out. What I got now. I got to follow oh, the storylines now and then.
0: You can do a quick little road trip from Ohio all the way over to Philly, man. That should be a banger if you do that.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. What is what, it like ba- a
0: five hour drive? Uh,
1: it's probably closer to eight. And- okay, that's
0: not too bad though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be fun. We, go, you know, we we drive eight hours, we get some cheesesteaks, we watch WrestleMania, get stabbed by a screwdriver, and then head back home. It should be a fantastic time in Philly. Love that town. Uh,
0: absolutely, man. You go ahead and get a chance to go ahead and see Santa Claus get his ass kicked at a football game. It's hilarious. Damn right. Throw some batteries at somebody. <laughs> Fling Blake. Before we go ahead and sign off, my friend. First of all, I want to go ahead and thank you for being such a great guest tonight, man. You have made me laugh. Uh, as much as you usually do on HOP, so I appreciate you doing it and bringing it to TDT. It's a, it's a true honor. Um, cheers, brother. One of the things that I saw right at the end of night one, after the show had ended, The Rock, again, whom I love, but can sometimes very make me very angry, decided to go ahead and throw out a, you know, a, a cheers and a break a leg to everyone type message on Twitter. B- but the problem that I had with it, Blake, was the fact that he decided to go ahead and do it after the night ended, which made absolutely no sense. It's like break a leg out there, guys. Show's already over, brother. Lo- legs were broken already. Not they've sure they've already done been broken. I, I I did it made no no sense whatsoever.
1: Maybe it was because the time zones or something. I don't know. He
0: was in California. <laughs> <laughs> He was at his ranch in California. I'm trying
1: to give homie the benefit of the doubt.
0: I do that multiple times a week. It just (laughs) never seems to work anymore, Bling Blake. It doesn't. Gosh. Gosh darn it, man. It's just so infuriating. I still love you, Dwayne. Yes. Don't blame him for Black Adam. Please, for the love of God, do not blame him for Black Adam. But I will say this. I blame him for not showing up at Survivor Series to celebrate 25 years of his career that's fine i'm over it kind of (laughs) that all being said it would have been great to have seen him at wrestlemania in los angeles i i hope to see him at a wwe event sometime in the next year if he's going to get involved in this bloodline story it would be absolutely incredible if he did um we'll have maybe he shows up in philly but boy howdy is that a stretch um but we'll have to wait and see, but I just want to go ahead and get that out there. Bling Blake, before we go ahead and sign off my friend, where can you go ahead and find you and everything that you do over on hops?
1: Uh, Well, definitely check out hops and box office flops uh, at hops and B O flops on Twitter. And you can find me at bling Blake on Twitter. Um, Come connect with me on socials and uh, let give us some ideas for a future podcast for hops and B O flops. Um, or tell us, uh, things that you want me and Jamie to talk about when I come back on here at some point
0: in time. Absolutely. We're going to make that happen very, very soon. We're going to go ahead and do, we'll, we'll make sure the T dubs can go ahead and come along. Of course, we'll have a great triple threat here right on TDT. It'll be a grand old time. Um, go check out hops and box office flops. Uh, they, they did drop their aliens three podcast last week and last then Friday. What's com- last Friday. And then what's coming up this week.
1: Yeah, we got we got uh the next installment of our hops and xenomorph flops uh with alien resurrection, mm-hmm. uh which is I believe as I used my one sentence description in the show, the uh the sequel that you definitely didn't need, but uh we're gonna break it down for you. And actually, you you'll love a, a section on there, uh J-Man, where we're really we're gonna discuss um movies, action movies specifically that you think should have gotten a sequel. Uh, oh. that, that, that is a question on the show. So it's it's amazing that you said that earlier.
0: oh, and now I, I mean as always I'm going to listen, but now I'm actually going to be listening to that particular section. And I will be I will be tweeting out my thoughts. I will be texting Bling Blake. I will be texting T Dubs and letting them know you're wrong. That should not have gotten a sequel. This should have gotten a sequel. <laughs> or I will tell you you're absolutely right. I can't wait to listen to the podcast. It's always a pleasure to go ahead and listen to it. Uh, Blaine blake again thank you so much for wanting to uh, share your, your 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 love for pro wrestling your newfound love once more for professional wrestling i hope that tdt has been able to go ahead and cater to that and if it has i'll take it as a victory any day of the week man so i appreciate you taking the time and hanging out with me tonight i know it's a little late on the east coast you are the man for coming on and i can't wait to collaborate again with you soon my friend thank you so much
1: appreciate you brother. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. No
0: worries. Absolutely. Well, everybody, thanks for listening for the to the Double Turn podcast. Um we look forward to going and being back next week. We're going to be going into a little bit more of the information regarding their the WWE sale into Endeavor. Um I hope to have one of our uh guests uh next time uh somebody who's going to have a little bit more information in, in, into the uh into the whole ideology of what's going on with it. But uh, that is then for now, you've been listening to the Double Turn Podcast. That's Bleen Blake. My name is Damon. You can find us at the Double Turn Podcast on Instagram. And you can go ahead and check us out at TDT Wrestling Pod on Twitter. And you can go ahead and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, all those other places. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. We definitely do appreciate it. And uh, as I said, we're going to go ahead and try and give you more content as we go along in 2023. Not every week but we're going to do everything we can to go ahead and be uh, your voice and a place where you can come and hang out and talk a little bit of pro wrestling. So again, thanks everybody for listening. We'll go ahead and catch you guys on the flip side. Have a great night, everybody.